Hello and welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. Here we are doing our thing. <laughs> you have nothing to say to that? I had to cough. I'm sorry. Your glasses are on crooked. Doing our thing, huh? Yeah, who knows what our thing I hope is. it's God's thing. Well, yeah. That goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh, probably shouldn't, but I assume it does. Well, hopefully we're following God's leadership in this and it's definitely exciting to get together and talk about spiritual things. Yeah, that's our prayer. Anyways, I am Skylar Spradlin here with that other voice over there, Larry, Larry Jones. Jones. Larry Honus. That's right. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, me too. Uh, glad to be doing our thing, which is hopefully God's thing. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, yeah, right in line with his will. Yeah. You know, really, in all honesty, we do pray that uh, before every episode that we don't receive the glory or the credit. Well, why should we? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, it, like, you know, if it's good, it's God doing it through us. So. Well, absolutely, but that's so our that's our heart's desire too. Yeah, we can't uh, get uh, prideful and boastful and look. I've listened. Look at me and all that. I've listened to these recordings before. Yes, there is nothing to boast about. I. I had a guy come up to me once. Uh, I met him in church, and it was his first time. He was just a visitor. He said, "Yeah, I I recognize you because I heard your voice on the on the podcast." Ooh, and I went, yeehaw. "Oh my goodness, you mean that hickey guy?" Because I'd heard myself too. Yeah, it's and rough. I, I sound pretty hickey. Uh, so hopefully it's the content that makes this worthwhile. And again, maybe. God, in his goodness and mercy and providence, would use it for oh, some. Oh, we hope, yes. We hope. Yeah. And sometimes, so I think sometimes some of the listeners listen to us because they know us personally. Well, and, yeah. And uh, it's like hearing a voice from the past. Like they came to Trinity for a while, and then they went back to Thailand, or they went to... Thailand? Taiwan? Taiwan, one or the other. Maybe both. Maybe there's somebody Maybe. in Thailand. I don't, I don't think there's one in Thailand that I know of. Well, I think we had some Taiwanese friends who traveled to Thailand for a little bit. They could have spread the gospel there, couldn't they? Uh, yeah, uh, I hope. We're, we're kind of stretching it around. Regardless, anyway, I think you're right. I think they some listen because they know us. Yeah, we had a visitor at church that came back after a while, and and he said he listened to us. And I think he likes to hear us. Humbling. That's humbling. Yeah. Hear us banter with each other. Well, yeah, because there's, you know, 13-year friendship here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little longer. That's got a lot of history to it in a lot of these conversations. In fact, most of the time, this is what we talk about. Yeah, and that's that's why we decided to even start the podcast. That is true. True. On the way to the hospital to visit someone, we started discussing jesus and a lot of stuff about jesus and, and you said i think we should record this maybe our people will be interested in what we think about jesus well yeah i mean maybe not so much interested in what we think but at least maybe spur them on in a conversation because we found that we were spurring each other on i mean as yeah, you would yeah. interject a thought or i would interject a thought it would spark another thought and we were just kind of feasting there on the things of God together. Yeah. 
It's kind of like fellowshipping, is it? Isn't it? Christian fellowship, yes. Should be. Anyways. Anyways. We're continuing that, hopefully, uh, all these years later, because that's, uh, that's actually been several years ago. Over five. Really? That we started this. Close okay. to six, seven. How many episodes is that? Mm, I don't know. There was a fire in there somewhere, and that put some. Yeah, there was some vacation on. in there, and there was holidays and and other things that get in the way. Yeah. So Anyways, but hopefully anyways. we're continuing that, and hopefully we're continuing continuing it today. Yes. With today's subject, which I am as a Baptist really excited about because I think it is maybe a misunderstood subject in Baptist life. Probably is, yeah, to some extent. Unless people are really, truly grounded in what God's Word says. But even then, I think there's a lot of experiential, practical questions because it's not discussed in our churches very much, our Baptist churches at least. Some of that is an overreaction because we don't want to Appear to be Pentecostal? Well, not not even that. I mean, some I would say there are brothers and sisters in, in the Pentecostal church, but I, I would say we have reacted, oh, yes. overreacted to abuses, what we would call abuses, so that we've actually overreacted to that and don't, yes. don't treat it like we should. So I don't want to say it's one of my, I don't want to say it's my favorite subject because we've talked about God, we've it's talked one about of the Christ. Three, isn't it? Right. Uh, but it it's one that I thoroughly enjoy because I find that most people haven't, in our Baptist circles, haven't given much discussion or thought to it. Right. I don't think I have a full grip of all that the Holy Spirit does and how he works in our lives, how he empowers us to do God's will, how he edifies Christ. Yeah. All the things that Holy Spirit Ed- does. Edifies, exalts, you mean. Exalts, yes. Yeah. So that's that's who we're talking about, the third member of the Trinity. Yes. We've talked about God the Father. Yes, we We've did. talked about Christ. Yes, we did. Uh, and there's always more that can be talked about in those two areas. Oh, yes. But today we come to consider the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yes. I'm excited to have this discussion today. Me too. I want to address at least two negative things that I think are negative. We're going to start with the negatives? Well, we don't have to start there. Just at some point, I want to address them. Well, I want to share my thoughts on them. Get them out of the way. I'm just saying go for it. Because there's a ton of positive to look at, too. More positive than negative. I would think so. So you want me to share my two concerns first? Uh, Number one, it's been a pet peeve forever. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a he. He is a he. Okay. He's a person. He's described yes, he as a person of the Trinity, as a person of the Godhead. And so he's not Star Wars, the force be with you kind of thing. Okay. He works. He has a role in salvation. He, all the things we talked about before, he convicts, he enlightens, illumines God's word, inspires the writing of God's word, has a will of his own. That's so in harmony with the Trinity. Right now, well, know. I'm just briefly touching okay. on it. I'm just saying he is a he, not a, an it. Yes, Cause I, I agree. You hear people talk about the Holy Spirit and they'll call him an it, or they'll pray and refer to the Spirit of God as an it. 
end. Well, that's wrong. Right. I think... The Spirit of God's a person. Yeah, we should respect that. That's why it's a pet peeve. That bothered me, too. I don't know that it's purposefully done to degrade. I don't think that's the case. No, I, I think, think there's a lack of understanding. Yeah, a realization of what I'm saying. But but we treat the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, as a member of the Trinity, which means He is God. Yes, He is. And so He's He's... He deserves that reverence and that respect and the honor and all of those sorts of things. Even Jesus says, hey, uh, blaspheme the Son of Man, you'll be forgiven. You blaspheme the Spirit and yeah. no forgiveness for you. No, not for you. Not for you. So I'm saying even Jesus is treating the Spirit with respect, reverence, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's number one. You got number two? Number two, and this one is, what do they call it now, a hot take when you say something controversial? I don't know. I, I never called it that. This is a hot take. It and if you don't understand hot take, that means controversial. Controversial. Uh, it means like minor, it's the minor view. And I think you're going to disagree with me on this. Chances are. I don't think there would be any disagreement in church history, but I think it's a recent development um, where people think and have espoused that the Holy Spirit, his name is Holy Spirit. And so they drop the the. Okay. And they reference him or talk to him or pray to him. Holy Spirit. Okay. That's a personal pet peeve. The the or not the the? Not the the. So you want the in there? Yeah, is that's that how the saying? scriptures talk about him, the spirit of God. Holy is a, dis- a description. Okay. It's not a name. It's not a, a, a proper name of him. Like Jesus. He is the or spirit Yahweh. or the spirit of Christ or the spirit of God. And holy is an adjective. And he's the Holy Spirit. He's not Holy well, Spirit. Why don't we use that with the Father? The Holy Father. Because we God, don't. God the Holy Father. We don't find him described primarily that oh, way. Oh, okay. We do know he's holy. but Well, yeah, like Peter, 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. So he's referenced as Father. Jesus prays to him as Father. He yes. has he has a designated name, Adonai, and even the more reverent Jewish one, Yahweh. Yes. Okay. Good. So he's even given us a proper name. Jesus obviously has a proper name. Yeshua. Yeah, which means God saves. Guessed that one, didn't I? Did good. I'm just saying. We don't. We're not given a proper name of the Spirit, and so every time the Spirit's reference, it's refer. He's referenced as it's a reference of the Spirit. Right. So uh, I just I, I want to be faithful to how the Scriptures talk about Him, and this kind of weird, strange trend that I think has come up in the last couple decades of I don't know trying to be more personal with the Spirit. They. People just call him Holy Spirit. 
or pray to him, Holy Spirit. It'd be like leaving the Mister, of like a Mister Skyler Spradlin. I just want to say, like, if you want to address him personally, and I, I have in my prayers too. I just call him Spirit. Okay, you know, I also I I think God is big enough not to be upset because we do something wrong by accident. If no, I don't address no. God correctly or the spirit correctly or Jesus correctly, he knows my heart. He knows I, I mean no ill intent. I don't mean anything demeaning by any means. Well, so, I, you know, I, I do think there's truth to that. I don't think God is, is I mean, he understands that we're frail, weak, and yeah. of the dust. Right. And yet... He does say, my name is holy, and it's to be revered and to be treated right. And Yeah, for sure. You shouldn't take it in vain, and et cetera, et cetera. I, I have mean, no gods before me. Yeah. And so... I'm up here. You know, an occasional... Or you can't even see that high. An occasional mishap is one thing, but a deliberate, unthoughtful... Well, what about experience? calling Jesus... Um, Kind of back in the Jesus movement, back in the 60s, 70s. Before my time, man. I know, but you probably have an answer. Decades before my you time. You know you always do. I have an opinion. You have an opinion. Uh, you know, sometimes we use familiar, familiar terms with Jesus and with God the Father. Uh, a good buddy in the sky. or. Uh, oh, yeah, that's degrading. That's really bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of some right now that are not coming into my head. I had a I, I knew a lady who always prayed publicly and addressed Father God the Father as Daddy, Daddy, yeah, yeah, or Dad, Daddy. And I was like, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that that might be true. We get that kind of intimacy with Him, but that's not very reverential. Yeah, because when we come before His presence, oh my goodness, we should humble ourselves, much like Isaiah did. Yeah, realizing our unworthiness, our yes. sin, yeah. his greatness, at least as much as we could realize. Yes. So there's an element of come to him with awe and fear and respect, knowing that you're called to come to him and I, he loves you. But I often, to help me with that, I often think about um, coming, trying to come before God without Christ. What? You can't do that. Exactly. Because I'm so unworthy. Yeah. That I'm only permitted through through this one sliver of avenue, and it's through the grace and work of Christ. And so right, right. if I were to be in the presence of God apart from Christ, if somehow that happened, the blinding, blazing holiness of God would obliterate me. And that makes me come before God with reverence. Very good. I don't remember what you were saying about the Jesus movement. What people call Jesus? I don't, I don't remember. I know he's our friend, but he calls us his friend. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still want to be very cautious to, let's just, hey, buddy, pal of mine, you know. Yeah. Uh, he is He is still. Your Lord. He's still our Lord and our Savior. Yeah. And I, I want to approach, if I call him by name, I want to call him by a good name, not by a. Flippitant name. A flippitant. Very good. A flippitant Boom. name. Boom. Very good. So I think that calling the Holy Spirit just 
Holy Spirit, uh, I think is kind of flippant. Okay. Trying so to ascribe a name to we him. We need to put a V on there. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to hang everything on just one word like that. Sure. But I I want to say we have to be more careful. Yeah. Cautious because he doesn't. He doesn't give. He doesn't give us a name. We're not given a a name for the spirit yeah. of Christ or the spirit a of Yahweh God. Yahweh or a yeah. Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeah. So I I will call him spirit or spirit of God or spirit of Christ or Holy Spirit. I mean, because that's how he's identified in Scripture. Yes. So don't, I just, don't I, add I, something. Right? I think my my personal pet peeve there is just. Maybe it comes across to me as a, as an air of flippancy, and yeah, we need to be a bit more careful as we approach him and interact with him, relate yeah. to him. Yeah. On and on. Very good. Those are your two pet peeves, huh? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, for now. You probably have more, but you don't want to list them right now. Those are the main ones in our circles. So we're going to discuss what. The Holy Spirit does or has done. Yeah. Is that the first thing we want to discuss? Do we want to start with creation? Sure. I mean, if he's part of the Godhead, if he's part of the Trinity, he has existed from eternity past. I think he's one of those that said, let us make man in our image. Yes. And in our likeness. I had a guy ask a few weeks ago, uh, he's, he was studying theology and he said, what? What passages, he said the Trinity is not found in the Bible, the word Trinity. So what passages would you go to to, right. to help somebody understand? And I said, well, two primarily, the baptism of Jesus yeah. and, and the Great Commission. Baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, yeah, I got you. And yeah. the, in the baptism, we find Jesus being baptized. saw the blank look on my face, didn't I did, you? yeah. Spirit descends like a dove. God the Father speaks and declares Jesus right, the beloved right. Son. So I'm saying there are scriptural proofs for the Trinitarian God sure. and the Holy Spirit yeah. being the third member of that Trinity. Not not a lesser member, just third. Not in like a pecking order or right, anything. Right, right. Yeah, I was thinking of the, I think they call it the Shema, where uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6. 6, yeah. That I am the Lord Yahweh, God, I am one. You shall have no other gods before me. Yes. And the the word God being a plural word, and the word one being a plural word is also like they're a, in agreement, like a, like a oneness, like a one of many. Yeah, like a. It's w- like, yeah. and the two shall become one flesh. Talking yes. about a marriage, a husband and wife coming together. They'll or, become one. But there's still like, two people. Like the one body of Christ. Many members, but one body. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That kind of principle. You jumped to the New Testament on me. Did, man. I did. Zippo. That. So the Spirit has always been with yeah, God, yeah. always existed with God. Um, the Bible even describes God the Father as Spirit, so that's intriguing there. Yes. Uh, how the, the Trinity is spirit. Must worship Him in spirit and truth. Except for Jesus takes on flesh. Yeah, it's every time you see Yahweh in the flesh, or read about Yahweh in the flesh in the Old Testament, you have to be speaking about Jesus. I think so. Yes. 
Uh, so, anyways, eternally existing as God, the Holy Spirit, right. was active in creation, right? Yes, he was. And he, and he indwelt people for certain tasks throughout the Old Testament. Yeah, so he has an Old Covenant work and a New Covenant work. Uh, they're, they're the same, I think. I, I would maintain the same, but executed a little differently. But that's how the Bible opens up, right? The, right, the Spirit right. hovering over the face of the deep, over the face of right. the waters. And we begin with a reference to the Spirit's activity in creation. Correct. And when we find that God breathes into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of life. Right. I think there's undertones there of the Spirit giving life, granting life to Adam. Because often we find there's that connection between breath, and especially God's breath, and the Spirit. Okay. Pneuma. Spirit, pneumatology. It's, that's a study of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, so, anyways... Um, we find him active in the earliest parts of the Bible and in the earliest parts of creation. Okay, New Testament. Well, we find him active. But I mean, I want to go again. back a little bit to what you said. Okay. In the ahead. Old Testament or the Old Covenant, his work is is I think the same but different in the sense that he doesn't indwell every child of God. He indwells a few for a moment or That's a season. True. Samson Samson. He leaves Samson. Well, he, he gave dwells him the power Samson, he and he took Samson. the jawbone of a mule and slayed a thousand Philistines. Was it a thousand or ten thousand? I think it was ten, but I didn't want to exaggerate. Well, on the air, you know. On the air. Uh, Saul. Dwells Saul and leaves Saul. Oh, Saul, yeah. The king. Yeah. I thought it said salt. And well, I, went, I don't know. It threw that. me off a second. Um, but yes, he did. I think there could be a case to be made that he helped Abraham have faith. Okay. He he was definitely unwavering. He dwell indwelt David, and all the yeah, other prophets. That's almost evidenced in his uh, writings. Yeah, and all and the, the Psalms and all the other prophets and all and these the power to to tackle a giant and yeah that kind so, of thing. Um, but but we find him not indwelling everybody and leaving some, like we referenced. Right. And we know that he also spoke through the prophets. Right. So he spoke through David as a prophet, Moses as a prophet, the other prophets, the writers of the Old Testament. Right. But there seems to be an indication there that he might not have indwelled all of those prophets the whole, like their whole life. Some right, right. some he probably did, and others he might not have. Because some prophets, like some of the minor prophet books, they appear to be just prophets for a season. Okay, yeah. Other prophets seem to be prophets, I mean, for their whole time. Right. Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Ezekiel. Right. So, yeah, that was the Spirit of God. It was the Holy Spirit. I don't want to say it wrong, make you mad. <laughs> Spirit it was of God's the Holy Spirit right. who gave Utterance. Elijah and Elisha the power to do the things they did. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Part the waters and yeah, make an axe head float, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, bring people back to life. Bring people back. Yeah, that, there's some funny ones there. Yep. 
Uh, so, anyways. Where the dead body was thrown in on the bones of Elijah. Yeah, and he came back up. to life. Yeah, hit his bones and jumped up. Yeah, they they saw the marauders coming and they threw him in the pit of the same grave that Elijah was in, and he jumped out and said, "Wait for me, guys." <laughs> <laughs> to, to he, me, that's just I just chuckle when I read that. That's always funny. wonder about the details of that scenario. Why was Elijah's grave uncovered? I don't know. And why'd they just, did they know it was Elijah? Because he's a, kind of a big deal to I them. I think it was just a hole to throw this and dead guy in. And they just threw in. the dead guy in. So why was there just this hole there? And if once they figured out that happened, why didn't they throw more dead people in it? That's true. I have so many questions. You know, your Aunt Bertha, you could throw Aunt Bertha in there. And there she is again. I guess if you didn't want to throw Aunt Bertha in there, you'd cover that <laughs> hole up. Well, yeah, we don't know Aunt Bertha. She might have might have been a sweet old lady, or cantankerous. Could be. Anyway, but that's that's a humorous story. But you know, the spirit of God did did those miraculous very works, miraculous powers all through the Old Testament. Yeah, and I think He's giving the Old Testament saints faith and belief and understanding. I think all those things that He does in the New Covenant, He was still doing there, just not as Permanently, not as internally. Yeah. Those sorts of things. It's a new deal for us. Yeah, so now we fast. Now we can jump to the New Covenant. Okay. Which is generally, I mean, simply Old Testament, New Testament, although the New Covenant isn't really inaugurated until the Spirit comes, I would argue. Okay. Or Jesus ratifies it in his blood, uh, right. and then he's resurrected, and he ascends, and then there's just kind of like this waiting yeah and then acts two everything changes i mean absolutely everything changes right even the characters in the bible change yes and the scenery in the bible changes we're not just going to the jews now we're going to the gentiles we're going as far as as rome and other places so it's like going from black and white tv to color tv like the wizard of oz yeah i mean everything literally changes in acts two the Spirit comes, indwells the disciples, the apostles, right. and others. Gives them power. Lives in them eternally. I mean, seals them. Paul writes in Ephesians 1 and other places that now the Spirit of God is their guarantees, their marker, sets them out, seals them as belonging to God. Yeah. Is, is now the sign of their belonging to, to God. Do things. And he builds the church. Right. Through that. And Just so, like he empowers us to do things, too. I mean, yeah, he indwells yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. And he empowers us. To, if we go out and the Lord places someone in our path to witness to, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to say what we need to say for that person to uh, know and yeah. uh, receive Christ. Yeah. And that's where we got to leave it. Are we out of time? We're out of time. Having fun. So we pick up next time with the Holy Spirit in the New Covenant. Okay, sounds good. I think that would be a good It's a good place to point. start. Yeah, 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 because like you said, that's where we're living. That has very direct application to our lives. Right, right. Um, also helps us understand who God is. Right. Uh, yeah, that went by quick, uh, but hopefully it spurred somebody on, spurred some thoughts on. Uh, hopefully it reassured some people about some things. Again, we haven't really even jumped into the 
the deep end of the Holy Spirit. We've just kind of scratched the surface here. Uh, but still, it's it's a subject I thoroughly enjoy discussing. Right. Um, if if you would like to add to this conversation or maybe even submit a question uh, for future episodes, you can do that by reaching out to us. Uh, go to doctrinedoxology.com. Lots of D's in there. And uh, you can find all the links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can leave us a comment or send us a message there. You can also contact us through our website uh, and ask us directly through email and other things like that. Plus, you'll find other uh, resources there and avenues to support a ministry that I think is worth supporting, the pastor's cohort, as we get biblically solid books and materials into the hands of uh, pastors who might otherwise not have the opportunity to collect books or uh, further their spiritual education. And so we want to build healthy churches by investing in those pastors. Uh, You can find out more, again, at DoctrineDoxology.com. Awesome. Let me read one scripture, then I'll pray. Do it. It is uh, Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of... Let me start all over. Yeah, that'd be great. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus... Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit which dwells in you. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for today, for the opportunity to uh, get together and worship as we uh, talk about you and about your love and about your mercy and uh, about your spirit. Uh, We thank you, Holy Spirit, for all you do in our lives. Uh, You brought us to uh, realization of our need for Jesus, how you empower us to share your gospel, and we just thank you. Father, just uh, please bless this time, and please bless our lives to, to be able to share your love more effectively with the lost, and give us guidance in Jesus' name. Amen.